Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1724. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. And with that, I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short. So let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Longtime listener Steve writes, Hiya, in episode 1691, you mentioned going to your dermatologist on a yearly basis, which had me wondering, is there a standard frequency recommendation for seeing trained professionals? Right now, I see a general physician yearly, my dentist biannually, and a physical therapist as needed. But should I be doing more? Should I also see a dermatologist yearly? Are there any other professionals I should add into my check-in schedule? Thanks as always. Thank you, Steve, for taking the time to send in your question, and thank you for being a longtime listener of the show. Now, depending on a person's age, their gender, their lifestyle, and their health history, there are definitely some health professionals I would recommend connecting with on a regular basis. But before I go any further, I know that seeing some of these practitioners isn't always realistic. I'm gonna recommend a variety of healthcare professionals that people should see, but some folks may not have access. Maybe they live in a rural area and the nearest specialist is two hours away. Then for some people, a screening test that I'm gonna recommend is something that's not covered by health insurance. And speaking of insurance, there are those that may not have health insurance. So voluntarily going in for these health screenings may not be practical, and it can get really expensive really fast. But if someone is willing and able, here are some of the health screenings that I would recommend. Now, I keep using the term screening tests or health screenings. I guess it'd be helpful if I actually defined it. What we're talking about are medical tests that can hopefully catch diseases in their early stages you know, before symptoms start to pop up and quality of life starts getting affected. We know that for many diseases, from diabetes to cancer, catching it early can dramatically improve survival and may help someone maintain a high quality of life. So based on what you shared, Steve, it sounds like you're actually ahead of most people, meaning you're already seeing your general practitioner once a year, and I imagine that's for a yearly physical, which is perfect. And you're seeing your dentist twice a year, which again is recommended for most of us. So the first place I would start in your case, Steve, is talk to your general care practitioner. First, I would ask them about any specific blood tests they recommend given your age, your lifestyle, and your health history. 
For example, according to the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, it's recommended that all of those that identify as male and are 35 years of age or older go in for a blood lipid panel every five years. A blood lipid panel is basically this. You go in, you have your blood drawn, and they test your blood cholesterol levels. In the U.S., cardiovascular diseases like heart attack and stroke have been the leading causes of death for about 60 years. Now, this doesn't include COVID years. Those are exceptions. Checking blood cholesterol levels is a pretty good predictor of future cardiovascular disease risk. So if someone identifies as male, is otherwise healthy, and doesn't have an increased risk for cardiovascular disease, they should have their first lipid panel performed at the age of 35 at the latest. If someone, regardless of their gender, has, say, a family history of cardiovascular disease, or is at risk for developing it for another reason, then their lipid panel should be drawn at the age of 20 and every five years after that. Now, the doctor might recommend more frequent testing, depending on how the results of this first test look. Oh, and you might be wondering, why is it recommended that those that identify as male be tested by the age of 35? It's because males have a higher risk for developing cardiovascular disease. Now, another blood test that might be worth running is a blood sugar test. The rates of type 2 diabetes are increasing in the U.S. Diabetes means the body is unable to process blood sugar properly. Having too much sugar in the bloodstream for years and years is actually a risk factor for developing other diseases like cardiovascular disease. So diabetes in itself isn't usually fatal, but instead, again, can increase the risk of other diseases like heart attack and stroke. So early detection is key when it comes to diabetes. So it's recommended that if someone is between the ages of 35 and 70, is overweight or obese, and regardless of gender, then it's recommended that blood sugar levels be tested once a year. If someone's younger than 35, but has a higher risk for developing type 2 diabetes, then they may want to get their blood sugar tested sooner and more often. Now, I would also ask your doctor whether they would recommend you see a specialist like a dermatologist regularly. For me, I have a history of having benign moles on my skin. These have been around for as long as I can remember. I remember as a kid, I'd have these moles. Again, they're benign, which means they're harmless. But skin moles can go from being harmless or benign to potentially harmful. Plus, as I've mentioned on this show before, when I was younger and not so vigilant, I got sunburned a couple of times. Getting sunburned, even just once, dramatically increases skin cancer risk. So for me, seeing a dermatologist regularly is important. I want to have someone help me keep an eye on those moles and make sure they're behaving. Now, you may not have the same risk factors as I do. So again, your general practitioner may not feel that seeing a dermatologist yearly is needed. But also, if someone's fair-skinned or has a family history of skin cancer or melanoma, then it may be worth seeing a dermatologist regularly. For those that identify as female, breast cancer screening is commonly recommended beginning at the age of 40 or sooner for those with a family history of breast cancer. More recently, studies have found that yearly mammogram screenings for some may do more harm than good. So the guideline right now is to talk to your healthcare provider about when to start breast cancer screening and how often that should happen. Also, Cervical cancer screening is recommended for women every three years, starting at the age of 21. Between the ages of 30 and 65, a human papillomavirus test, or HPV test, should also be included every five years. Lastly, 
rates of colon cancer also seem to be increasing in the U.S., so it's recommended that everyone get screened for colon cancer starting at the age of 45. Now, depending on how this first screening goes, another one may not be needed for another 10 years. But for someone with a family history of colon cancer or a personal history of inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, then a colonoscopy may be needed before the age of 45 and more frequently after. So not just in the next 10 years, but maybe within the next one or two years. Okay, this was a lot of information. I'll try and summarize all of this with a quote from the Cleveland Clinic, one of the most respected healthcare organizations. Quote, let your healthcare provider lead the way. End quote. That's because your healthcare provider or your general practitioner know which screening procedures are best for you based on your health history, your lifestyle, your gender, and so on. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And again, thank you for the question, Steve. Now, if you want to submit a question to be answered right here on the show, you can email one directly to health at oldpodcast.com. If you want your voice heard on the show, you can call in your question. The number is 61-I-LOVE-OHD. Or you could submit your audio question by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask. Now, if you use this link, you can listen back and do retakes before sending your question in. Again, that's oldpodcast.com slash ask. All right, that'll do it for another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.